Hello, hello, hello. I am Dr. Andrea Greiner. And I'm Katie Corbin. Welcome to the Dreams to Dollars podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs and professionals who are on their way to actualizing their dreams into reality. Join us in this lighthearted and unique podcast where we talk about business, success, life, and building a deeper trust in God and the universe. We are here to elevate the conversation and bring the magic to build your legacy. We're excited for you to be here. Can't wait to dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome, Katie Corbin and Dr. Andrea Greiner. We are so excited. Episode one, season one, Dreams to Dollars. So this is going to be a space for communities to grow, for conversations to come about generating more in your life and in your business. You will find that this will help you kind of have breakthroughs. You're going to laugh. You might even cry with us. Uh, We want you to really feel just comfortable to bring your big dreams, to bring this inspiration and like bigness. Like how many of you guys have lived with a dream all of your life and you maybe like only told one or two people? We want to be like some of those people that you like whisper to us and and then like that whisper gets bigger and bigger. So because this is the very first episode, a little bit about each of us. So Katie, kick us off with who are you and what's up in your world and what's getting you excited about this podcast and what we're going to bring in this. Yes. Thank you, Andrea. I am really excited to be here and for us to be starting this podcast because I know it had been landing for us for a while and there was just things that had to come into play to allow us to be here in this first episode today. So I'm Katie Corbin. I've been an entrepreneur for over 14 years. I actually started in the health and wellness industry in sort of a weird and alternative profession that had at the time, 14 years ago, became almost like a woo-woo or witch doctor profession. Um, And now it's become into mass acceptance, especially in the United States as an acupuncturist. And that's actually how I got started and my entrepreneurial journey, which is sort of weird and unusual for most entrepreneurs to get started in this field. Andrea and I, and I know Andrea will talk to about herself too as well, but we're both in clinical professions and we've been in the alternative and medical profession for a while. And we're also both entrepreneurs. And I know that's sort of unique and it's different to have somebody in the medical profession not be just in a job and doing the clinician and technical tasks. So I actually started when I was 24 years old and I threw myself out into the world and I said, figure it out. There wasn't really much for me to find or do at that time. I had to sort of figure it out myself, how to make things work as an entrepreneur, especially being young and in in sort of a alternative profession where not a lot of people knew what I was doing or like why I was doing it. I wasn't going out into the world and selling homes. I was literally selling, lay on my table and let me stick needles in you and help you heal. So that's a little bit of my backstory. I'm also a mother of two children. I run my business myself, and I have a team that also runs with me, and Andrew and I have a co-creation as well. But over the years, I learned that entrepreneurship actually morphs and changes with the tides, right, with the seasons that you're in. And once I had my children, I recognized, like, my business can't be the same as it used to be. So, And we're going to talk a lot about this because I feel like, especially when it comes to dreams, that sometimes our dreams actually they can die in places where they need to morph and change. And I'm a big believer that our dreams will evolve with us and our dreams sometimes even get bigger than us if we're willing to go to those spaces. 
And Andrew, I know we have a lot of similar values in this, but I'd like for you to talk uh, about you too as well and how, um, why are you here? Hmm. I'm going to ask you a question first before we go into me, but I want to ask you because I know Katie and I have been working together like for two years. It's literally been amazing. We met in 2020. And what is your big dream, Katie? We're asking people to share their big dreams with us. And so I was like, it's like, and it might, again, dreams are always changing. And what is it that lights you up? And you're like, this is one of my biggest dreams. One of my biggest dreams, besides of what I've already created in my life, is that my work and what I'm here to bring to people is going to spread as far and wide over the global population as it can. So one thing when I felt a little limited inside of a local market is like my work only could go so far. It actually could only spread to a certain location or maybe inside the state or maybe I once in a while I get somebody outside of my area. But really, my dream is to allow my work to spread as far and as wide globally as it can. And whatever that includes, that's sort of up to, I would say, me and God ultimately. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because I just think of wildfire, but not destructive wildfire. But I just think of like, can you tell me a little bit more? Because we have new listeners. Like, what is your work? Like, so you're a clinician, so acupuncture. And then in the entrepreneurial space, like what is your work? What is that? Like you and I have that very similar and we have very different work. So what is your, you know, in quotation marks, the, and it's changing, right? We know in five years, we're going to be like, wow, it was that. And now it's just like, we all have so much more information of what it is. But right now, what is that? That's like you starting to see it go to more and more people. Yeah. So I feel like my work is always defining and redefining itself. But right now, I would say my work is almost cultivating a belief in oneself right at the base. So I believe that to get to your big dreams, that your self-cultivation and your self-belief needs to be pretty deep because you're going to be challenged at points in your journey. And really, those challenges are actually places for self-cultivation of a bigger belief in self. Anybody that's reached any level of success is cultivating this, but we often have to cultivate this at higher and higher, whatever we want to say, like not as a sense of superiority, but a deeper and deeper level. So I would say that's the base of my work and really helping people to cultivate that in strategy in healing in themselves and confidence in, in basically in all areas to allow you to come in fruition of ultimately like who you are meant to be in this lifetime. Yeah, I love that. So I'm going to ask you another question. They're it's going to be all about so, me. I'm just, <laughs> no, just like, this is so good because how in the world, because this is a thing that you and I have very much in common. And a lot of our clients are like, how did you do that? So we have like clinicians. We also have a lot of entrepreneurs either together or separate in our businesses. I know you said you realized you couldn't do everything in the clinic. We both had that like epiphany, right? I'll share about myself in just a second. But like, how did you do that? And what is the other, like, I know you said like healing, but like, how did you go from the acupuncture to more online space? And now I know you have programs coming and programs that have already landed and business. Like, we laugh because in the clinical world, there's like business is like, and it's like, we both have that and we both freaking love it. And like, how in the world? Did that come into your world? 
Yeah. So it actually dropped in. Just somebody started to ask me, what did you do to be successful? And can you teach me that? And that was actually Mm. the first element that was like, yes, I can do that. And how do I do this? So it was really interesting in that that moment where I was like, okay, I can do this. Now, I don't say yes to everything, but for some reason, I actually also found out through my experience as a clinician, I really actually loved business. So when I cultivated my own business and recognized like, wow, I'm actually like a CEO of a company, that was actually more elevating to me even than the clinician role. So it was through a process of just doing it, honestly, just through a process of experimentation. And then once somebody asked, that's sort of the the thing that got me rolling into that space. So a bit about me is I grew up in Alaska, really loved Alaska, lots of hiking, lots of very natural, played a lot of sports, very athletic. And I went to undergrad in Oregon. And I did my naturopathic and acupuncture training in Oregon as well. And that was six years of medical school. So for for some reason, I chose this like, (laughs) like, oh, my God, I'm really in this reflective phase this year. Like 2023 has been so profound. I'm so grateful that I did that experience. So I knew for so long I wanted to be a nurse or a doctor or travel and like help people and I kind of was called the funny doctor on the the playground in elementary school. I just like to like help people when they hurt themselves. And something that I'm really passionate about is like giving or showing, you know, hope that so much more is possible within ourselves. And it began, you know, on the playground, literally when I was a child. And so I loved the body and I loved movement. And so I did undergrad kind of thinking I would do maybe physical therapy or something with the body. And that that really wasn't quite it when I had then traveled the world a little bit. And I knew I wanted something deeper. And I didn't really even know that naturopathic medicine existed until I was in my 20s. You know, it's was like my mom was seeing one, but I sort of just like under, I was like, whatever. I'm like, I'm 20. I'm going to go, you know, work and all that kind of stuff. And, And then I was like, oh my God, this is really me. You know, I grew up very natural, quite healthy, but I always love nature and am using being in nature, using plants and herbs and and all of that. And so I started naturopathic school, oh my gosh, 16 years ago. And as I was in school, I knew something was missing. It was like really amazing with a, you know, quite rigorous schooling. And there was still something missing. And I wanted to be able to send people home feeling good, not just having a list of supplements and health recommendations and all this, you know, all the powerful stuff we have. I wanted them to like go home feeling different and better and more expanded. So I added acupuncture, not knowing it was going to, you know, knowing it was going to add two more years, but knowing that was going to be really important. And I also delivered babies while I was in medical school. So I was a little bit insane and added three different, you know, certifications into that. But I really wanted this, this encompassing experience of like being a really good doctor because I knew that down the road, the woo was going to come in. And I knew alternative medicine was my space because I really thought I would shrivel and die if I was in a hospital. I was like, there is no way I'm going to exist in a hospital. And so naturopathic medicine really came in right out of that. I did a residency. I wanted to get this experience of high patient contact. Like I knew that that wasn't how I was going to run my business. So it was a very high paced residency. You know, we saw 20 to 24 people a day, which really set me up for 
just knowing what was serious. And then, you know, no, I just knew that wasn't how I was going to work forever. It gave me a really great experience. And that was very focused on uh, natural remedies. So using, you know, food and supplements and some energetic medicine as well. And after that, I worked in urgent care, which is kind of funny because someone think like naturopathic medicine and urgent care. Similarly to my residency, I wanted there was something that it was just like, get this big check mark, like kind of prove to the world you're a doctor, right? And so I did. I got my my nice check mark of I can stitch people up. Again, another high-paced environment. And in Portland, they were hiring naturopaths. So I kind of helped some people out. I did a little bit of clinic work. And then once I really came into urgent care, I did that for almost two years. And something really weird happened. So I was pregnant and I decided I'm going to go start my own clinic as I was pregnant with my second child and started my own clinic in 2018. Literally just like, I don't know what the F I'm doing because business training was in school was like, it's literally laughable. So that is actually one of my dreams down the road. And I just went for it. Something was like, I'm going to teach myself. Like Katie has this very strong determination. I I think we align quite well with that. Like I was like, I'm going to teach myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And by the time my son was born in 2018, my schedule was full. So I took two weeks off and then I went right back. And really, I only had one room, so I couldn't expand. And I also knew, like what Katie said, this wasn't a space that I could expand out of. I mean, I could add a room and I could do this, but I just knew to me, I just would get this like, nudge, like there's something more, there's something more. And really in 2020, I made a big jump and I closed everything down in my clinic and I moved online. And that's really where Katie and I met was in 2020. And it was a big, bold move. At that time, I had two small children. I just knew that I wasn't going to do this whole clinic thing. I went with my gut instinct and I, I jumped and it was scary as hail. Always is. And, I did it. and now I'm usually like, you like I'm with other clients, I'm like, you don't have to do what I did. Like, literally, let's ease your nervous system into it. Let's build this foundation. And in 2020, it was literally like, we didn't know what was going to happen. And so I jumped and I had created an energy healing form called Ray of Light. And I started training clinicians how to use it because my thought with 2020 was like, if this could happen now, it might keep happening and maybe clinics will close down. Acupuncture helps so many people be out of pain, be grounded. Katie does a lot of fertility stuff. Like, it's really important. And I was thinking of all these thousands of people not getting their acupuncture. And what would it take to inspire people to learn how to, well, and other clinicians, that was really my target, to deliver an energetic form that still allows a lot of relief for their clients. So whether or not their clinic is open or closed, they would have a modality that would contribute to their clients. And so I really went from channeling this, I worked with groups of people, 99% of them were like, Oh, my gosh, yeah, I was like, it was kind of these like hard moments with God when God was like, you're gonna do this. And I was like, I was like, that sounds kind of crazy. And I said, Okay, God, I will do this. I'll test it on these people this week. If it improves their symptoms, I'll move forward. And again, like I said, 99% of them felt relief. And they felt better and their pain was gone with this energetic form. And I was like, oh, great. Here I go. Like what? I'm going to talk about energy healing, you know, as my business, you know, sort of just like, oh, my God. And I did. And I went for it. And I created a certification program and I targeted my base target was clinicians. And at first it was acupuncturists. And then it expanded to clinicians that wanted to add energy work into their medicine bag. 
and did that for 2020 and 2021 and a bit of 2022. So really much different pace, you know, very different from Katie's experience, but there's this interweaving of like determination and knowing that we're here to deliver a different type of medicine. And that is like medicine in your body and in your business and with money. And the business aspect for me was, well, I was told all my life that like, I should never have a business. And so I'm a little bit rebellious. I'm a little rebellious. And to me, I'm like, well, that sounds like the best. Like, I don't have anyone telling me what to do. I can like create what I want. You know, like to me, it's just like, there was always something that sounded interesting. And I could always walk into a business, all of my jobs, two different companies, I helped get to seven figures. I contributed to their efficiency, their effectiveness, their cleanliness, their rhythm to really help facilitate them getting to seven figures. So that was as an employee, but it was like, I recognize I have this eye for how to create something that is more efficient, that makes sense. And that all the clients are happy. Like, you know, well, these were bakeries, but the places were, it even added to the client experience of all of that. So that is sort of where we are now. I live in Mexico and I have three children and they are seven, five, and two. And we moved last year. So we've lived in Mexico for 1.5 years and really just decided because, well, because I could. My business is online and my partner's business is online and kind of pushing the envelope even further to just see what is possible. I'm, I'm a possibilist. So I want to just say like, what is possible? And that's part of this podcast is like, what is your dream? Yeah. And really this podcast to begin, like those are our individual stories, but almost like this podcast began when we started to look at how we could offer a alternative perspective to getting to the dreams that you desire and really to make the money that you desire, right? That's why actually we called it dreams to dollars because sometimes we see people where they'll have dreams, but it really, when it comes to business, dollars are what creates that. And without that, the business is not going to exist. So really, we're here to make a change on the listeners that each person is going to be affected in their own individual way by listening to this podcast and even maybe gathering some things from our stories and relating to us in some way or being like, oh, I wish I could be like that, right? I could. I wish I could go in that direction. And really, we're here to tell you that you can if you do desire to create that for yourself. So Andrea, I want to ask you this question too as well, but I know probably our listeners, right? They're just getting an introduction to us and they're going, oh, this is a really cool story. But really what makes you qualified to teach people how to make their dreams dollars? What actually makes you qualified to do that? Hmm, That's such a good question. I would say, well, my own life experience and determination, the places I've failed, allow me to teach, you know, don't do what I did or how much I invested. I invested every year, probably about at least 30K into my business. And at the beginning, that didn't let me make as much at first as I knew as I was, you know, I didn't get to take much, but I have invested so much on the front end of trainings, of course creation of masterminds, and also my life experience as a clinician. I've sat with thousands of people. 
I know how to help somebody create the dream in their bodies, you know, with health and healing. I know how to create that now within businesses. Innately did it a lot. And now I do it as part of my business. So both Katie and I have healing aspect and we both have a business aspect to our business. So I would say just like Katie and I, we did a lot of courses over the last two years. It's been hundreds of hours. We've sat with people. We've sat within businesses. We've sat with clinicians. We've sat with ourselves, you know, within our own businesses. So that experience for of both my own individual journey and sitting with hundreds, if not thousands of people on their, oh, I would say thousands at this time, and being that aspect, being in medicine for 16 years has allowed that. And it's funny because the body and business is so there's so much intertwined. And that's really why I focus on my aspect of bodies and businesses, because that healing journey, very similar as a spiritual entrepreneur journey. They're like insane. We're like, oh my God, is this ever going to stop? But it's like literally that aspect. So that's a bit about me. What makes you qualified, Katie? So you're basically saying you're highly qualified to be able to do this, right? Yes, yes. I think so. I think so. Yes. Highly, yes. moderately. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, yes. I'm highly qualified. <laughs> I would say and this is, Moderately. this is really part of this year. Part of this year has been like, holy shit, girl, you've sat with thousands of people. I've sat within hundreds of sessions this year. I've, you know, sold high ticket offers. I'm at six figures in my business. So if somebody was teaching this and they're like, oh, I'm at 15K this year, I'd be like, probably not qualified. You know, so looking at the journey and 2023 really has this been this big explosion for both of us, Katie that like hitting these marks and having that experience with people, both of those and my own, you know, investment of trainings and, and commitment, like really, I would say for both of us, like our extreme commitment and determination to not only like we have this co-creation, but we also have our individual businesses, which I really love. We are thriving individually and we're thriving in our co-creation. Yep, absolutely. And I would say, it's the same for me. It's the experience that I've cultivated over the years and especially starting really young and sort of figuring it out and I've done it. So it doesn't mean that my dream has stopped because I'm at a certain level in my life. It's always changing and almost like getting bigger. So that experience almost when you see that other people can do it too, right? It's almost as if there's a space where the dream either gets bigger or it goes to die. And I've gotten to places in my life where dreams can morph and change, obviously, and we have more than one dream. It's not like we only have one dream in our lifetime. And that's the only thing that we go after, right? But when it comes to the bigger dream and the bigger vision, it's either as it morphs and change, it's like you continue on that path and you continue to say yes to that dream and allow it to morph and change with you. I actually had this conversation with a person the other day where they thought they had a dreamer's disease. Like it can be a bad thing, <laughs> right? right? And I was laughing because I was like, you know, some people that have big dreams may feel like they have a dreamer's disease because they haven't created a lot of their dreams into reality. And really, we're here to show you that even if you feel like you have a lot of dreams and maybe you haven't brought them all into reality, there's still time. 
right? Yeah. And also, if you've had dreams and you've brought a ton of them into reality and you're almost scared to say that you have this really big dream that you might not even want to tell somebody because it feels so unreal and so big, like this is the space for that. So really that cultivation of experience and really living it, right, too, as well, gives us both a lot of experience on why we are actually qualified to teach people how to bring their dreams into dollars. So I want to end here, too, because we also, I'm going to, you know, when you work with us, you'll see we're very honest, we're very open. And to the point, like, we almost didn't want to call it dreams because there's the doer with dreams. And there is kind of that person with dreams, but they never take action. And they always find an excuse. And so we actually were kind of in between like dreams, you know, do we want to call it that? And I think for you and I, Katie, this wants to come out like I'm a triple gem, Gemini. And Katie is has a lot of Sagittarius. Well, she's Capricorn. Yeah. Sag and Capricorn. Um, No, not Capricorn. My husband's Capricorn. Katie has a lot of Sag. I do have some. She does have some. And so I just like that aspect of. There's the dreams and there's the doers that are like, wow, that's big. And it's way up here or wherever, you know, it doesn't have to be out, you know, up, but it can be like, wow, that I don't even know how that's going to be possible. And it's those like the daily steps to just be like, that's okay. Cause I'm going to take a step every single day and I'm going to ask questions. And I want to share my dreams here just for a second too, because they are really big, like similar to Katie. I want to bring the message that anyone and everyone can heal. You can heal anything and everything within your body. And that that journey is so divine and so much with your connection with God, the divine. And my other big dream is to have multiple, you know, I don't really like the word healing centers, but healing, and I don't like the word retreats, it doesn't have a word yet, but having multiple kind of healing sanctuaries all around the world that brings you back to you, back to the power and potency that you be back to the like the magic of healing back to earth, right? So like, there's a lot of separation, not only between humans and God, but humans and earth. So really where we bring consciousness back to ourselves and even greater contribution to the planet. Now that might, that's 10 years out, but every day I bring it closer and I'm like, show me the people that I though this is not just a me thing. This is like, show me those people that I can start to connect with. And it already is happening. So I just want to share that, like that big dream. And sometimes it's scary. I don't tell everyone my dreams. I don't tell it that to every single person. It's important for and now I did. <laughs> you right? It's like, woo-hoo. and I surround myself with people that I can share my dreams with. That's very important to have that space. It's almost like a little teeny plant to bring and say, this is my dream or tree. Let's even say a tree. And I want to grow this into like the redwood forest. People are like, but tree's never going to turn into the redwood forest. You're crazy. But like here, we're going to say, wow, that's cool. What would it take for that to happen? Yes. So I'm going to ask you, Another question about where was some of your line in the sand moments on your journey that made you recognize that you either sort of kept doing the same thing that you were doing and maybe like not moving forward into your dream? And what was that moment like for you when you had to draw the line in the sand and go like, nope, I'm going to go forth into that dream that I'm desiring right now? Yeah, that's a great question. And we all have these in our you know different stages. So one really big one, 
I guess I've always felt a little broken, like I wasn't, I wasn't enough or I wasn't worthy enough. So I was looking for someone's, someone, anyone's program to like be the thing that was going to fix me. I thought I was broken. And from that, I would always purchase, invest from a place of brokenness. This is going to fix me. This is the solution. This is the only thing. And then as you look at like the marketing industry and like so many of that is like directed, you're broken and you need this. So it's really fascinating. And I would say part of my 2023 journey was like actually stepping into like, I'm not broken. I chose to love myself through every single thing. And like 2023 has just exploded in ways that I anticipated in ways that I did not anticipate. And I realized that all I needed was the support. Well, I would say my own self-love and that I didn't need to be fixed. And I would also say the community, Katie and I are, you know, we speak most days. I have a very strong community. I do. Does that mean I, I work through things? I process things most days that I'm like, oh, I'm done with that. But I'm not from a place I used to wake up and feel like I was just wrong, or I'd done something bad already. First thing out of the gate, oh, I'm probably like, you know, and that is not the case anymore. So my line in the sand was, I'm going to love myself through this, and I'm going to keep going, mm-hmm. no matter what. That's so good. Yeah. And moving on to you, what's been a line in the sand for you that really allowed you to take it to the next step? So one line in the sand for me was, I've drawn this line in the sand in different ways, but just recognizing that the trail was never blazed for me. Like the trail that sometimes I look for, oh, somebody just tell me what to do or just give me the strategy. And I know that I have enough determination and cultivation and, you know, habit forming capacity to get there. But I've drawn this line in the sand when I start to weaver into somebody else tell me how to get to that dream that I'm desiring. And I really had to recognize this, that there's no diagram that God, you know, implanted in you. There's no diagram like map that you're called to build. So you're actually building it yourself, right? And I'm talking like to me, myself here, right? Like, Katie, you are building this yourself. There's no trail. It's it's almost like you're walking through the forest. And although if I do hike, I'm not going to walk through the weeds <laughs> unless I have yeah. really high boots on. But, you know, it's like almost as if that uh, that's what I have to do, right? Like almost yeah. as if like that's the thing I, I avoid in like real life. And that's the thing I actually have to do myself. So I had to draw this line in the sand where stop looking for something outside of you that is going to tell you what to do because you already know it within yourself. And if you don't, you have the ability to ask what's next in your journey. So I think that this also can relate to a lot of people because how many people want the directions (laughs) How many directions in life? Like, I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to be a billionaire. I want to be a hundred, you know, whatever people want to be, right? Like, I want to make six figures. I want to make this, blah, blah. And then they're just like, give me the roadmap and I'll follow it. And this is not true for most people that have big dreams because most of the time your dream has not been blazed in the way, like you are the one doing it. Yeah. You are the one that's blazing the trail for yourself. So 
I had to draw the line of going like, there's nothing outside of you. There's things that will help you and support you and give you guidance, but there's nothing outside of you that's going to tell you how to do that because that is what you're meant to do yourself. This is like huge because this adds into one, you know, one that's powerful for me is this like that investing from the place of inauthenticity that like that thing is like the only way to get to that vision, whatever the dream. I mean, you're saying that exactly. It's you. And what I love about this and what I love about what you just said, Katie, too, is like when you ask, and I do a lot of energetic stuff. So I'll energy pull through this land that, you know, will be a sanctuary or I don't even know what the name is yet. Then like you start to talk about it in small, safe groups. And they're like, oh my God, I know somebody that's, I already have an architect. But they're like, oh, I know somebody that would be able to do that. Oh, I know somebody. Or you might see a similar, you know, I'm speaking of mine, which is like a a space on land, you know? So it's that like the blazing of the trail. Yes, it's you. And I just want to add too that it doesn't have to be just you, right? Because it's like sometimes it's like, oh my God, nobody gets it, you know? But like what Katie and I are really here to also bring forth is that when you have community, and when you have other spiritual entrepreneurs that are like, yeah, I get that. That's a cool one. This is how Katie and I met. We met in a in a group and we we're like, there's so many people who are like, okay, like we're, you know, like we just started really connecting and that connection and that community feeds and like Katie's not alone in that forest. She starts to have like these soul sisters and brothers and, you know, ideas come into that space, which is really cool because that's where the serendipity happens and that's where things can really open up. There's always guidance, right? That's available for us too, as well. If we're willing to ask uh, for that guidance, it's almost as ask and she, ye shall be given, right? And seek and ye shall find. So we always have the capacity to do that. But the other thing I wanted to almost like read into this too, as well, is there's an idea, I think, out in the world, right? Like societal idea of going towards your dreams and allowing yourself to like almost like you have to trade yourself for that dream, right? Like there's a trade energy. And I know that we both have this as one of our lines in the sand where I don't want to feel like a cog in the wheel. And, you know, even at, sometimes we do when we become like, oh, today's Monday and, you know, we're recording this today and then we have to, you know, get on our mics and do the thing and whatever. But the truth is, your capacity is so much larger than that. And you almost have to drive these like mini lines in the sand where you start to get feeling like the cog, right? Or feeling like the hamster and almost like get outside of that and going, why am I doing this, right? Like, why am I choosing to go forth into this dream and this desire? And so much trade, right? There is an exchange that happens into like a business where you're trading money and your time and your energy for that dream. And I just want to say this too, as well, where we almost have to make these mini lines in the sand around that. Like, what am I willing, like almost like, why am I going to trade? Right. And it's almost like, it's not even a trade, it's an exchange. Right. So when you start to feel like you're trading or you're getting in that cog in the wheel, the hamster wheel, it's like, you can actually draw that mini line in the sand and go like, actually, no, this is an exchange and it has to work, you know, on both parties or whatever when it comes to business. So I want to just add that in there too, as well, because we were talking about, you know, the other parts for us. And also we have to almost like those lines in the sand can also be defined and redefined for us too, as well. Yeah. And I would add that 
because, well, Katie and I are both, we're clinicians, we're doctors, we're mothers, we have children, we have business, we have family. And it's like, for me, it's this passion to create life on my terms. I've worked my ass off. I've done the residency. I've done the urgent care. I'm like, this doesn't work for me. Like, what else is there? And how do I create something so different? And you might have to stay in as a cog sometimes until, but you keep asking, like, what else, right? So what else? And have that open up in different ways. And we wanted to talk just a little bit about why we call the podcast Dreams to Dollars, because we could have chose any name for this podcast, right? And we actually went through a lot of different names to actually finally choose Dreams to Dollars. One of the reasons why we chose that is because we wanted to help people shift themselves in a way where they can find more beliefs in their dreams, but turn that into money avenues of what they really want to create in life. And really, this includes right having more conversations around dreams and business, overcoming areas of obstacles with more clarity and support, and creating a place of possibilities where the possibilities really can even turn into even more of what you could even imagine, right? Or hope for, right? You can actually create even more than you would desire in this space. And you can actually be more in your dreams and outside of your inner critic, or maybe even being around people that might be critical of your bigger vision and your bigger dreams. But it's not without, right, the process of doing. It's not like this, we wanted to cultivate a space of not necessarily, we don't like the word like hustle, but there's still that doer, right? This dreamer that is going to do and achieve and almost persevere, right? Beyond spaces of obstacles and challenges. And anything to add to that, Andrea? I would add that sense of community. So Katie and I have a strong love, I would you know, love to bring people together that are of that similar thread. And when you have that sense of community where you can share the wins, where you can um, have those deep conversations about the dreams, about where you are, about what you want to create, and even that like super vulnerable, like Katie and I are, are pretty open and vulnerable with each other, with our families, with our kids, with our animals, with Mexico, where I'm like, I can't buy this. I live in Mexico. You know, like what that sense of wow, I'm with other people that are here to like change the world with their dreams. That's huge. That's where I want to be. I want to be there all the time, you know, and in that thriving space with other entrepreneurs living their dreams, then like we can all turn our dreams into million, multi-million, billion dollar, you know, billions that's coming, millions a year. And we can do it in a way that we want to. And that's what gets us so lit up about this Dreams to Dollars. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. See you in the next episode. And thank you so much for listening today. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dreams to Dollars podcast. If you vibe with our content and want to find out how to work with us, check out our show notes for the links.